0: The Parsha, we have perhaps the first world war in history, and five powerful kings were destroyed by four even more powerful kings. Then Avrom Avinu comes along with a gigantic army of two people and he defeats these mightiest kings with something like 1,800,000 soldiers against Avraham Avinu. And he wins the war. And one of the nations that he saved was called Sidoim. So the passage says, Vayyoshem es color ha-rechush, v'games <laughs> loit ochiv ha-rechush ha-heyshev, v'games <laughs> hanoshem yesoom. Vayyitzei melech sedoim l'krosoi, the king of Shadom comes out to greet him, achar shuvoi meyakois <laughs> kedor looimibes ha-molochim asher itoi, after Avram returned from defeating these kings, El Amek who Amek Hamelach, they came to a place called Amek Shove, which is also called Amek Hamelech. Why was it called Amek Shoveh Amek Hamelech? Because they pronounced Avram was now the Melech. He was the champion. So you have to understand, the nation of Sidoim was destroyed. Avraham Avinu comes along and he saves the nation. And he gives all the people back to the king of Sidoim. So now the nation of Sidon exists because Avram Avinu was the champion who saved them, restored them to their land, and gave back all their wealth and about 20 years later Sodom is destroyed because they are the most disgusting obnoxious wretched creatures on the face of the earth how do you understand that a nation that knows it's in their history books They're celebrating the history of the survival of their country by Avraham Avinu, who saved their land. And they know it clearly. It's not ancient history, it's 20 years ago. And they become the most despicable race to walk the face of the earth and they have to be destroyed, obliterated, totally wiped off the face of the map. How does a nation that knows that they were saved by the person who is the epitome of chesed become the epitome of wretchedness? How do you understand that? But the truth is you see this all the time. You see this cassader. Nations who saw the greatness of Kal Yisral and they weren't affected the slightest. Abimelech chases Yitzchak away from Geror Because Yitzhuk is being successful and he's profiting, and he says, You're getting all the profit off our places. Get out of here. So Yitzhuk leaves, their economy tanks, and Yitzhuk is profit. So he comes to Yitzhuk, he says, Now I see Hashem is with you, let's make a peace treaty. So they make a peace treaty, Abimela goes back and he remains the same Fadorbin of Russia he was to begin with. But he recognized, he said, I see that Hashem is with you. Didn't make a difference. He still remains the same Michigana that he started. And that's true in so many situations. there was a Maisa maybe you heard this Maisa there was a Yid there was a taxi driver in Eretz Yisrael taxi drivers in Eretz Yisrael know everything there is to know so one day he gave a ride to one of the G'doylem so he said Kavod harav, I have a friend who became a Haredi so the rov said, how, ha, what happened? So he says, you know, in Israel, after you're in the army, so the meaning is that the soldiers, they go to the Himalayas and they worship a guru that's drinking hashish or whatever. And that's the custom. After you serve your term in the army, you go to lose your brains. So he said, we went on some sort of a trip, who knows where, and one day we wake up and one of us is screaming he's surrounded by a snake that's squeezing him to death <coughs> and he's about to be killed so someone in the group says say shema so he said shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem Echad. and the snake just slithered away the guy was saved by a miracle he said shema and the snake went away so he said Kavod harav, my friend became religious. So the Godel said to him, what about you? You saw the same Iser. He says, me? The snake wasn't wrapped around me. Why should I become religious? You saw the nace. It took place in front of your face. You're still in outer space. What's the pshat? It was a Iser that happened in Eretz Yisroh. There was a Yid, he was a member of the Histadrut. He was a fray Yid, he was a kibbutznik. And one day, he was already older, He's going swimming in the beach near Tel Aviv. And somehow he got stuck in a whirlpool or whatever, and the current was gonna carry him away. He was about to be killed, about to drown. And somebody ran and saved him. And when the person came close to saving, he hears the guy screaming, I'm not doing tshuva chuva and any I'm not going to do tshuva. So afterwards, they asked him. You know, a lot of people before they die, they do tshuva, and you, b'dafka, are screaming, "I'm not going to do tshuva." So he said, "I'll tell you why. I grew up in Europe. My father was a salon and I was, as we call today, off the D." And I wanted to go to Eretz Yisrael to start a kibbutz, to get away from the grease balls in Europe, and I'm going to start a kibbutz with the chayalim. So my father understood this is my derech, and I said I want to go to Israel. So my father said to me, do me a favor. If you go to Israel, probably we'll never see each other again, which was true. He said, do me a favor. Before you go, it's a dangerous trip. Get a bracha from the Slonim Rebbe. So, he says, it was like my father's last request. I couldn't turn him down. I went to the Slonim Rebbe to get a bracha. So the Rebbe said to me, listen, I have my roots in Slonim. You have your roots in Slonim. Let me tell you something. I know that before you die, you're going to do tshuva. So the guy said, here I am, I'm about to die. And I knew that if I do tshuva, I'm dead. So I said, I'm not doing tshuva because I knew the rabbi said, I'm not, I'm, before I die, I'm going to do tshuva. I don't want to die. So I said, I'm not doing tshuva. I'm not doing tshuva. Now what's shot in this guy? If he believes that the Rebbe is telling him that he's going to die and do tshuva before he dies, then he believes what the Rebbe says. And therefore when he's about to die, he's screaming, I'm not doing tshuva. He believes what the Rebbe says. He holds the Rebbe's word as koindesh. And yet he doesn't listen to a word the Rebbe says. He's a machal Shabbos. What is the pshat? How do you understand this? And the truth is, there's a little bit of that in every one of us. We all know the truth, but do we live up to it? It says, The knowledge of your head has to get to your heart. The distance between the brain and the heart is further away than the distance between New York and California. It's very difficult. and We all have that challenge. We all have the challenge that we know what's right, we know where it's at, and we have to do something about it. And Rabbi say, it's ikvaseh the mashiach. Mashiach is not far off. It's time for us, for once and for all, to get it straight. To pull ourselves together. We know what's right. So, for once and for all, for Einmal, for Alamo, it's time to work it out and make it real. To take what we know and make it lamaisa and stop living with one foot in this world and one foot out. So, how are you going to do it? So, I have come up with Times List of Perfection. For short, it's FLOP, F-L-O-P, Times List of Perfection, FLOP. So I want you to pay attention. The very first thing you have to know is to make up your mind for once and for all, I am going to change. Now, Baruch Hashem, you don't have to make a dramatic change, you're all B'nai Torah. But for once and for all, it's going to change. I'm going to sit through a Seder entirely from beginning to the end. And I'm not going to battle, I'm going to learn, I'm going to shtayg, and I'm going to remember. For once and for all, I'll remember what I learned, al and a Seder is a Seder, and a Tfila is a Tfila. Totally. For once and for all, let's get it straight. You have to make up your mind. This is it. To end it. I remember when I was a bocher in Lakewood. So I stayed in Lakewood for, for Sukkot. I was one of four bocherm who stayed behind for Sukkot. So Shabbos Bereshis, the Zaman had not yet started. So I was invited to somebody's house for the Shabbos Sultan. And another bocher that came with me, his name was Oren Reich. Orenreich is now a Rosh Yeshiva. He's the son-in-law of Rav Schneer, Schneer Kotler. He's an Odom Godel. So we ate by this house, and on the way back to Yeshiva, as we come to the Yeshiva, Orenreich says to me, that's it. No more. I said, what are you talking about? He says, I'm not leaving the Yeshiva again till the end of the month. That's it. I thought, the guy's crazy. You're going to eat yeshiva food from now till Pesach? But he said, That's it. I'm not leaving. So he became the Rosh Yeshiva Zetem. He's a Rosh Yeshiva. We have to say, This is it. It's about time a seder is a seder. A seder doesn't mean five coffee breaks, three bathroom breaks, one batala break, and one break to have fresh air, and one learning break. It means the seder is the seder from the beginning to the end. Finally, let's do it. But make up your mind. The first step is make up your mind for once and for all. That's it. And I'm not just talking about learning, whatever you feel you have to work on. But one thing at a time, you can't become a tzaddik overnight. Just like you wouldn't say, I'm gonna learn shots overnight, you can't become a tzaddik overnight. You can work on one thing at a time. I've said this many times. I learned this from brushing my teeth. Because while I was brushing my teeth, I read the back of the toothpaste tube. I don't know if you guys read the back of the toothpaste tube, because it doesn't have pictures necessarily. But it says in the back of the toothpaste tube, for best results, squeeze from the bottom. If you squeeze from the top, half the tube comes out. If you squeeze from the bottom, you get exactly the right amount. I'm still using the same toothpaste tube from my bar mitzvah. So a little bit at a time, that's the way to Stein. Take one thing at a time and brush your teeth. It's not a bad idea. Because this way your chavrusa will stay with you. So one thing at a time. You can't chop madregas. Make up your mind. I'm going to work up, But what I'm going to work on, it's going to work. I'm going to take care of it. Now you have to have a plan. You have to have some sort of a strategy. How is this going to work? So let's say you that I'm going to work on Seder. I'm going to make first Seder as perfect as possible. I'm going to pay attention in Shear. If you're in Shear the whole time, I'm going to learn if you're in the basement, whatever it is. Let's say that's just the example. So you can make up, let's say, if I bottle, it's a nickel a minute. So it can start costing you. Five minutes of batola is a quarter. If you bottle the whole Seder, that's four hours of batola, starts getting to be serious money. And your chavrusa, he's got to mon you. Well, you got to do it with your chavrusa. That's just one example. Whatever it is, so let's say you want to work on making brachas with Kavana. So you say, how many brachas am I going to make with Kavana? And every time I miss, it's going to cost me. If I don't make my quota of brachas with kavana, no sugar in the coffee today. Whatever it is, got to come up with a strategy. How am I going to make it work? Come up with a plan and come up with a decision, but make up your mind and decide and have a plan. How's it going to work? You need a strategy to make it work. The next Eitzah is what I hold as a genius Eitzah. Came up with it myself. Ask for help. What do I mean by ask for help? There are great people out there. Ask them for Eitzahs. I want to tell you, I have a grandson. He doesn't learn in this yeshiva. One of my grandchildren, he had a very important decision to make. And he's a little kid. He's still, he's not even in high school yet. But he had a very important decision he had to make. So he said to his father, I want to ask Ripshmul Kamenetsky. So they drove to Philadelphia and they asked Reb Shmuel and now the kid is the happiest kid in the world because he's doing what Reb Shmuel told him and there's nothing, there's no negotiation no Shailah, Reb Shmuel Paskin I went to him, I talked to him, that's what I'm doing. Turn to people and ask for an Eitzah and it'll be so precious to you. I've been boring you guys and my Talmidim for the last 40 years with stories when I went to Rab Nosson, stories when I went to Rav Schwab, stories when I spoke to Rab Yaakov Kamenetsky. If you've been in my She'er, you know these stories ad infinitum. But they, 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 they created who I am. They made a difference in my life. You talk to certain people, it's going it, to, it'll sink in. It means something. There's a lot of great people in Baltimore you can talk to. It's Rabbi Hopfer, Rabbi Heineman, Rosh Hashivin Neri Rabbi Feldman, it's Rosh Hashivin Keser Teir, Rabbi Newman. There's a lot of people to talk to. Chapa but it'll make a difference. Ask somebody for help. Write a letter to Rab Chaim. If you give a few thousand dollars to uh, uh, whatever the stocker is, Kupato Eir, you can probably ask him for an Eitz. But ask somebody for help. I'll give you another answer. This say say saw, I think, from Rav Dessler. Tell people what you're working on. I think Rav Dessler said when he wanted to stop smoking, he told everybody that he stopped smoking. Because this way, if anyone sees him light up a cigarette, he'll be embarrassed. So you go over to people, they give out cardboard papers that say I do not talk by davening so the idea the paper is or the the, the the card is that when people come to you show them the card and they won't talk to you but I think it's deeper you got a card on your stand that says I don't talk by davening so now if you're going to talk people are going to say you're a hypocrite the only thing worse than being a nerd is being a hypocrite So nobody wants to be a hypocrite. So you tell, I don't talk by davening. So if you dare talk, you got half the yeshiva down your throat. But whatever you say, I am not bottling by seder, you're going to have half the place watching you to make sure you don't bottle for a minute. If you say, I'm going to make brachas with kavon, everyone's going to watch you every time you make a bracha. So tell everybody, I am making bruches with kavanah. Now everyone's going to watch you every time you make a Tell Come, I'm going to in shmona esrei longer. 25 minutes every shmona esrei. People are going to stand there with a stopwatch. So you got to let people know what you're doing. It'll be mechazek you that you have to do it. But you have to remind yourself what you're doing. You have to always be aware of what you're doing. If you ever go to a house where someone's on a diet, so you probably look on the refrigerator, they have all sorts of cute sayings to remind you. If you ever want to see your toes, out of the fridge, keep your nose, you'll never fit into your clothes. And so people are the size to tell you that, you know, you're on a diet, make sure you keep with it. So you have to have reminders. You wake up in the morning, remember. Put a sign on the mirror in the bathroom, remember. Kavana by davring. Remember, no batola by seder. You open up your sitter, Kavana. You open your gemara. Kavana. Whatever you turn, you make yourself reminded. This is what I'm doing. You'll never forget. You're going to make yourself Meshiga, but you'll be focused on it. Total awareness of what you're doing. Don't let yourself forget. And do it with chaverim. Do it with a chabura. Because then you'll be machazic each other. If anybody wants to make a chabura, I'll give you uh, my word that I'll join your chabura for a little bit, just to be machazic. If you don't want me, I'll be machazic. By not joining, I'll be happy to do that too. But get together a few guys who, let's say you talk a listen to the shmooze. And you say, hey, maybe he knows what he's talking about for a change. So you decide, let's try it. You get together, five, six guys, we're working on it. We're going to work on learning by Seder, the whole Seder. Let's get together and we'll make a plan. And we'll figure out, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to be focused on each other. We're going to knass each other if they bottle. We're going to do this, we're going to do that. Make up your mind. Make a Kabbalah. Have a few guys let's say if we... Uh, We take ten brocks a day with Kavane, we're gonna get a a, a 14 layer cake from Parisers every Friday. Whatever it is, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that it works. But get a few guys together. If you're doing it alone, it's much harder. You have a bunch of guys saying we'll be machabin, you're not talking by davening, no more lush and horror. Whatever it is, we'll be machazic yourself. But the most important thing is you gotta get Hashem involved. You have to ask Hashem to help you. Now by now you figured out, this is one of Feldheim's ridiculous schmoozing again, and um, the steps in my brilliant plan, in my flop plan, starts with make up your mind. That's M. And one step at a time is O. And strategy is S and asking for help is H and I'm doing it is I and being aware of what you're doing is A and having Chavei is C and Hashem is H, that spells Moshiach so we want to bring Moshiach Moshiach, Moshiach, Moshiach now you can add all year which is AY which is I so you can say, Mashiach, 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 ay, 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 ay. Right? So it's Mashiach, A-Y, all year. Don't just do it for two weeks. You got to do it the whole year. And then every time you sing, Mashiach, 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 or you see a bumper sticker, you'll know, that's my, that's my plan. That's the flop. I felt times list of perfection. You have Mashiach, and you'll bring Mashiach that way. But make up your mind. You're going to do it, and great things will happen. You know, the famous Gemara in Baba Metziah, Mishlokish in his early years was a highway robber. And one day he comes to the Yarden and he sees a beautiful woman that he thought was a beautiful woman bathing in the Yarden. So he jumped clear across the river to come face to face with Rabbi Yochanan. So he says to Rabbi Yochanan, you know, beauty like yours should have been given to women. So Rabbi Yochanan says, you know, you just set the world's record the longest dive in history, your koichas should be dedicated to Torah. So if you dedicate your koichas to taira, you can marry my sister who's as beautiful as me. So Rishlokish says, okay. And he couldn't jump back. The Torah already weakened him. The Kabbalah that he made already had an impact because it wasn't sincere Kabbalah. It was real. Now we didn't even start learning yet. The Schottenstein waterproof shas was not yet published. So he didn't start learning yet. And yet, he was already weaker from a, making a commitment to Just the commitment takes an impact on you. So make up your mind, make a Kabbalah. From once and for all, I'm making up my mind. This is going to change. I know what's right, I'm gonna live what's right, and I'm gonna do it the way it has to be done for once and for all. And if we make up our minds and we do it, we'll be Zoigetaka to bring Moshiach bimheira ubi omenu a yai)